right, all right. Join the Journey family, friends, and guests. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we are reading Ecclesiastes 9. But if you are listening to this episode on the day it comes out, we are at day 20 of our 21 days of prayer and fasting campaign, which means tomorrow night, you are invited to join us at a worship gathering here at Watermark Dallas. And we'd love to see you as we will be celebrating all God has done throughout the last 21 days. But all of that said, today I am back in the podcast studio with the one and only Ben Krejci. How's it going, Emma? I'm so excited so to be well. back. Ben, I'm glad to have you back. We we have a little bit of a doozy of a topic Oh, today. yeah. So maybe, I mean, we could do some fun, but I think maybe we should just get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, it's been fun for the, the past few chapters of seeing kind of how it builds sure. on each other, of Ecclesiastes, of, you know, it sets up a lot of things and— I think chapter nine really pulls a lot of it together. Yeah. Like Ecclesiastes, like we talked about when we said Ecclesiastes 2, mm-hmm. it's a lot of, okay, this is tough, but we kind of get a, a little bit of a breath of air here. And I hope by the end of this, we can share some things that are kind of hopeful. Sure. Sweet. It, it's funny you start that way, Ben, because I think somebody, they've been reading Ecclesiastes, they're following along, and they're they're catching on to the theme. Everything's meaningless. It's all meaningless. Yes. And we could almost be left asking the question, if everybody's going to die, what's the point? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we just in the last chapter talked about, okay, whether your life goes really well mm-hmm. or your life goes really poorly. And then chapter nine sets that up again, says, okay, well, we're all going to die. Yeah. And I think that's difficult. Like I, I read that and what I'm confronted with is that, okay, so, you know, what's the point if we all die? And, and it gets to that. But another question I think that comes with that is, Okay, well, then if there's good and bad things happening and and God holds it both, Mm -hmm. I think what chapter 9 is saying that it's both in God's hand, Mm. no matter good or bad. Which is a hard reality. Absolutely. I've struggled with that a lot as reading uh, through Ecclesiastes over Mm -hmm. the years of, okay, if if bad things are happening, it's the Ecclesiastes 7, well, God has made one as well as the other. Mm. And we're reconfronted with that again in this passage. And by that, I assume you mean God has allowed that. Yeah, be a part God's of my allowed story. that. And so I think there's difficulty in that. Mm-hmm. But what Ecclesiastes 9 is pointing out is that, but we have life. Mm. Like we should celebrate that even in not knowing and that God holds it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is another place that we can use context. And yeah. we can look to the rest of Scripture and Absolutely. say, okay, if I'm just sitting here right now, this is difficult. Mm-hmm. Like this is a difficult passage because now I'm confronted with a, a really hard fact. But within Scripture, we see the way that God cares for us mm-hmm. and the way that God loves us and gives, and this is a, a hint of what we're going to talk about later, meaning to our life. Sure. Is that, you know, when we're focused on ourselves, yes, the death is the end, but God gives it meaning, which mm. is a big part of Ecclesiastes. Good, Ben. Yeah, and we even see that in verse 4. But he who is joined with all the living has hope. And then it, it uses a weird a weird verbiage. Yeah, that is, it is. Tif- like, it's like difficult odd. to understand. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. I mean, what a what is the yeah what is what that? a phrase. And in looking at kind of the context, I found a commentary that said, uh, you know, in that culture, uh, a wild dog is the worst. They mm-hmm. had very little view of that. Low but, value. Low value. But they look to a lion with honor. Like mm-hmm. lions, kind of the pinnacle. Like and the so, Lion King. Absolutely. Oh, yes, that's our version. That's our <laughs> that's context. That's our version. That. And so in that, it kind of gives an interesting perspective of, oh, what is honored, if it's Mm. dead, that's it. 
But even a wild dog that's not honored, it's living it, it has hope. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been what's sweet of reading Ecclesiastes paired in, in good perspective with the rest of the Bible is that as a Christian, we know what happens when we die. Mm-hmm. Not only that is that we get to share the hope that's within us. Mm-hmm. And with others. With others. And so that gives meaning and, and purpose to our life, not because we found it in all the vanity. And all the, the success, oil, all the striving. All the striving that we've read about in Ecclesiastes coming up to this point, but because God has given it meaning mm. and God has given us hope for a future. And even like the context that we have with the rest of Scripture, a hope after death. Yeah. Talk to me about that more. If somebody's hearing you say that and they're like, what in the world is he talking about? Explain the Christian message in that regard. Oh, absolutely. The message that Ecclesiastes points to, and and it alludes to the New Testament of that even in all of this vanity and toil, even in all of our sin of, of the way that we're separated from God, God in his love for us sent his son to die on a cross for us to save us. We didn't deserve it, yet he still sent his son as a perfect sacrifice for us. That all we would need to do is believe in him, and that we would have eternal life. That no longer that is that death the end or something to be afraid of, but now that we have access to God again, what was once separated is now rejoined. And even restored. that he defeated death. Absolutely. Like like, isn't oh, that a such sweet, a picture. Isn't that a sweet thought to have as we read about how mm-hmm. difficult death is in mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes? And that, I think, is my heart for a listener who is reading this and, and is discouraged from it because it does feel discouraging, but the encouragement is don't forget about the life that God brings. Don't forget about that idea of defeating death. Mm-hmm. Resurrection. So and good, Ben. I, and I think a, another sweet part of that is as we read this, uh, I think sometimes we can overcorrect mm. in saying that, okay, well, okay, I, once I'm comfortable in that, it's like, okay, of course, you know, there's there's aspects of suffering that We've even talked about in the Old Testament and the New Testament that is, oh, this is a part of a Christian life, but mm-hmm. it, we still have hope in it. And once sure. we're comfortable in that, sometimes we can overcorrect and say, okay, well, I'm not even going to enjoy things. And like, it right. becomes like, a, oh, I'm only seeking suffering. And if I'm enjoying it, then that means I'm following the things of the world. Yeah, and- it's it's funny that you you bring that up, Ben. I am um, currently in a church history class in seminary, and we're we're learning about the early church and how martyrdom was something that marked it. And today we think about the things that mark the Christian church. We'd say love for one another, serving in the community, gathering for prayer and worship on Sunday mornings, maybe on a Saturday, depending on where you go to church. But back then, something that marked the church was that people would die for their faith. And and it was just an accepted part of the Christian life. You brought up somebody earlier, Ignatius. Yeah, Ignatius. Yeah, yeah who, who wanted to be a martyr. And so the attitude toward death then was almost like that's that's just what you expect. Like this is what's going to happen. I'm going to be killed for my belief. Because all of, almost all the disciples and all of their Roma, the people they looked up to, that's what happened. That was their fate. Yeah. Yeah. And and so to to your point, that's not all there is though. There's also this note that we can have fun in this life. Yeah, we can enjoy the things that God has given us. Mm-hmm. It's like the the important thing is not just to say, okay, well, even the, the hard things that lead us to uh, endurance and sure. lead us to hope and lead mm-hmm. us to faith, all of those things are incredible. 
But also the good things God gives us as well. Yeah. And I think just even that reframing, like that's been the helpful part of Ecclesiastes Mm -hmm. for me, is that, hey, Ecclesiastes sets my eyes on who God is. A a thing that I've used to describe Ecclesiastes that I think has been very helpful is almost think of stairs. We want to take the staircase going up. We want up and to the right. Mm -hmm. And so Ecclesiastes kind of shows us that, you know, our thought is that, okay, work, our status, wealth, pleasure, like control, that's the thing that leads us to joy, Mm -hmm. fulfillment. Or even like from a Christian sense, say that's a little too worldly for you. Okay, knowledge, wisdom, ministry, success, safety, those are the things that, okay, stair step, we're going up, and that's going to lead us to joy. But really what Ecclesiastes is pointing out and the framework it gives us to view our lives and to view the Bible is that that's just leading us to ourselves. Mm. Like that's leading us to the selfishness of just us and what we have Mm -hmm. to offer. Our selfish pursuits. Ecclesiastes presents it and says, hey, this meaninglessness, this death, toil, evil, lack of satisfaction, we think, okay, we're just taking steps down the staircase now. And we think it's just leading us to existential dread, apathy, might as well do nothing. It's the feeling that we feel Mm -hmm. when we read Ecclesiastes and it's sad. And yet what it's showing us is that in that descent down, it's leading us to a dependence on God Mm. and who he is. And not only who he is, but the meaning that he gives to our lives. All the other things. Our identity, everything about us. And that, that descent down towards dependence on God and dependence on who he is and who he says he is, that's what brings joy and Mm. satisfaction. And I think like that's been the fun part about Ecclesiastes is Ecclesiastes sets my eyes on God, whereas something like Ephesians 2.10, it gives it so much context that we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Is that those words are sweeter because it says that, man, I'm created for work that God has for me. And then on the other side, those works are created for me to do. Hmm. It gives meaning to my life. It gives meaning to the way that when I say I'm a, a Christian, that now all the things that I've strived for that leads to myself aren't there. And the, the ways that I view and have to depend on God through good and bad things leads me to a meaning that's found only in who God is good, Ben. Thank you for being here. I think we're out of time. But as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.